you guys, I was meeting with a financial counselor once. And he said something to me that offended me so deeply. But he was right. He was 100% right. And when you hear it, you might get offended so deeply that it hurts. But this statement is true. And I'm going to share it with you right after this. Men, your journey to becoming a better man starts today. Grab a hold of what matters and make it count. Welcome to the Manlyhood Mancast with Josh Hadger. Hey, fellas, grab your calendars because we've got an event coming up that you do not want to miss. So October 28th, which is a Saturday of 2023, from 5 o'clock to 8, we are going to relax and smash right on Minard Run in Bradford, Pennsylvania. It's an axe-throwing place, and it's going to be our Manlyhood Season 7 launch party. We are celebrating the fact that we've been running for 10 years. We're celebrating that this is the launch of our seventh season, and we're celebrating over 700,000 downloads, well on our way to a million downloads. So get pumped for a killer night with hanging out with the guys, good times, and Axe throwing. It's going to be great. So the folks at Relax and Smash are giving us a fantastic deal. Normally it costs 15 or 20 bucks if you want to throw. They're going to let us do it for 5 bucks a person. And there's going to be a food truck on hand as well. So if you want to throw some axes, grab some dinner, hang out with the guys, and have a good time, that's what we're going to be doing on October 28th from 5 to 8 p.m. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Bring your friends. Invite your neighbors. Let's go party in style <laughs> so we can kick off this season seven of the manlyhood mancast uh, again that's the manlyhood mancast season seven launch party and it's happening on october 28th 2023 from five to eight at relax and smash on minard run in bradford pa Listen, even if you're from out of town, this is worth coming into town for because we're going to have a good time. So come join us and celebrate together. See you guys there. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Gentlemen, welcome to the Manlyhood Mancast. I'm your host, Josh Hatcher, and this is the pre-launch of season seven because season seven is going to launch on October 10th, October 10th, 2023. We're launching officially. And I want you to make sure that you tune in that day and listen to the episodes and share them with your friends because we're going to try to make manlyhood explode. Let's make it the number one podcast for men. You know, we are in the top rankings of podcasts for men. Just so you know, we want to be number one. So when we launch on October 10th, there's going to be five new episodes that day. I want you to listen to them all the way through, and I want you to share them with your friends, and I want you to leave a comment, and I want you to subscribe, and I want you to leave a rating and a review, because even on this episode, if you want to do that, it's going to be super helpful, because we want to get the word out about what we're doing at Manlyhood. Let's spread the word. Let's make something awesome happen. So guys, let me tell you a quick story. 
uh, my wife and I hadn't been very married very long. And some of you guys know our story. We got married pretty young. And on our one-year wedding anniversary, which was the 4th of July, 1999, that was our anniversary, our twins were born. <laughs> so we started life with uh, a very a big family pretty early. And it goes against some of the conventional wisdom that everybody else tells you to do. I believe that we did it because I, I do believe that God led us to that life. And uh, we made choices to do that. But we were living uh, in our, my hometown. And I was working for Adelphia, which was a big cable corporation uh, and communications corporation also across the mostly the East Coast, but really across the whole country. And I don't know if you remember back in 2001, but that's when the economy tanked and lots of companies were exposed for alleged financial corruption. And Adelphia was one of those. And so they shut down lots of different departments and I got laid off. And we were struggling. We were struggling because there was no jobs. That meant that here we had this small town with a big employer and lots of people at that employer lost their jobs. And now all the other jobs were being snatched up by everybody but me. <laughs> and uh, we were struggling financially. And I remember sitting down and meeting with a financial counselor from our church, just trying to get some help with budgeting. And he said, look, he said, the bottom line is, You've got to find a way to make some more money or to cut your expenses. And I'm looking at your expenses and you've got them cut back to the place where you really don't have a lot more wiggle room. You know, you don't have cable TV. You don't have, you know, this, you're not spending it on that. So you've got to make more money somehow. You got to find a job that pays the money that you need. And, you know, maybe you need to relocate, you know, give me a whole bunch of things. And I started making excuses, actually. I started playing the victim and I didn't see it then because I felt victimized. I felt like this company, these rich people were corrupted and they were making bad decisions and look what it took away from me. It took my future away from me. It took my income away from me. And so as I'm talking to him, you know, I said, look, I said, what am I supposed to do? I've got a family, you know, God, gave us a family early, you know, and I don't know what to do. You know, I, I, I don't, I have no way out of this. And I started just kind of expressing that victim mindset, embracing it honestly, and using it as an excuse for the fact that we weren't making enough money. And I get it. I, I have wrestled with that even on and off since then, but Ron looked at me <laughs> and he said to me, you have to learn to accept the fact that you are where you are in your life because of the choices that you have made. And I was offended because I didn't make the choice for my company to lay me off or the choice for the people at the top of that company to mishandle finances or for the government to only pay me for six months unemployment afterward. I didn't uh, create the job market that allowed for everybody to not be able to find work at the time. I didn't, uh, you know, I mean, I, I had a family, but I had a family and it wasn't my fault that the family was here. 
and keeping me from being able to do what I needed to do, you know, with the family, it's a lot harder to pack up and move out. Who are you to tell me that I am where I am where, because of the choices I've made. And I, I was kind of offended and I actually just kind of shut up. I got real quiet. I wanted to kind of argue. I, try, I In my head, I was making up every argument, but I just shut up and I listened to the rest of his financial stuff and it really didn't help. Because the bottom line was I just needed to make more money. And I didn't have any more money available at that time. <laughs> but I went home. And I, it actually, this was a long time. It took a li- quite a while for those words to really sink in. They haunted me. Have you ever had somebody tell you something? Maybe something you didn't want to hear, but it was true, that you needed to hear. And it just kind of ping-pongs around in your head and it bounces and it bounces and bounces. And whenever you're facing something, those words keep coming back up and you get angry and you get upset and you get offended all over again because you don't want to face the reality that it's the truth that they said and that the truth they said hurts and that you need to make adjustments to the way that you think. And until you deal with it, those words keep haunting you. That's what happened. So I'm not exactly sure at what point they really started to sink in. But eventually, they started to break down my walls of defensiveness, and I started to hear what he said. I started to accept what he said. The truth is, we decided to get married young. We decided to start a family young. We decided to drop out of college and move back home so that we could raise our family near our roots and where my family was from and with the support that that would bring. None of those are bad things, but they were the decisions. They were the choices that I made. I decided to take a job at this company and it wasn't a bad choice, but it was the choice that I made. And I was the one who was deciding not to pack up and go move out of the area to find work. And because of that, those were the choices that I made. And the reason that I was in the position I was was because of the choices that I made. And when I finally understood it, I started to recognize, one, not every good choice always has good consequences. You can make a very good choice, the choice to do the right thing. And sometimes even that right thing has a cost to your life. Starting a family young, I believe that was a good choice. But it was a choice that meant that we weren't going to be financially set to take care of those children in the way that you would think that you would. So we had to work a lot harder and be a lot more frugal in order to make it work. So we were where we were because we made that choice. My options for finding work were limited because we chose the better choice, which was to drop out of school rather than rack up more debt. We chose to move back to my hometown to be near family. That was a good choice, but that was a choice that had drawbacks, that had consequences. You know, we tend to think that If we do good, good will come back to us. And I do believe that it does. But sometimes doing the right thing, doing the good thing, making the right choice or the good choice sometimes has other consequences that come alongside it that might not be the best. And you then have to decide, 
Am I going to continue on in this choice or is it time to adjust? What am I going to do to make that better? How am I going to live with these choices that I've made? How am I going to accept the things that come along with those choices, the results of that choice? And that's where I was. And it took a long time for it to really sink in. And then honestly, eventually, I have come to the place where for the most part, I think I really fully understand it. Now, there were also bad choices that I made, <laughs> many bad choices that I made, and those bad choices also had consequences that continued on. You know, I look back and I think of many things that I said and that I did that I shouldn't have done. You know, it's not a seesaw where you put, where it evenly balances out all the time. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. You know, it's karma is not a perfect formula. <laughs> it's not a perfect formula where I did good, so good things come to me. No, it's a much more complex formula. I invested in my family by making the decisions that I made, but those decisions were expensive. And they have a longer return on investment. <laughs> now that my kids are grown, and I know that I was that I raised them the way that I want them to live in the place that I wanted them to live around family. I can see the, the results and the benefits of that. But that was a long-term investment, not a, not a two-week paycheck investment. But Ron's words definitely echo in my head a lot. And I think they're important to share with you. You are where you are because of the choices that you've made. And some of the choices that you've made may have been good choices. And sometimes those good choices have a long time before you see the return on that investment of that good choice. And sometimes even a good choice has a consequence that you don't like. And so we need to man up, man the heck up, and take on the responsibility of the choices that we make. Embrace it. Understand that you are where you are, not because of what anybody else did to you, but because of the choices that you made. Yes, somebody else may have hurt you. Somebody else may have wronged you. Someone else may have taken advantage of you. But that wasn't your choice. It's your choice what you do with that. It's your choice how you react to that. It's your choice to determine whether or not it will happen to you again. And it's your choice to determine whether or not you will allow it to hold you back and make you bitter and make you angry and make you resentful for the rest of your life. Really fully recognizing that you have a degree of sovereignty in this world. You get to choose how you feel, how you react, how you behave how you perform, and nobody else can determine that for you. No other circumstance can determine that for you. Yes, life will throw you curveballs, and you have to learn how to hit the curveballs. Anyway, I just thought I would share that with you guys because this was a defining moment in my life. So thank you, Ron, 
for sharing that with me. I appreciate it, and I share it with others all the time. I still, as a human being, will occasionally get caught into those moments of victimhood. I think we all will. And it's something we all got to fight against. Anyway, guys, I love you. I'm proud of you. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Manlyhood Mancast. If you want to be a better husband, father, leader, a better man, you need to join our private Facebook group, the Manlyhood Man Cave. Join today. Please help us out with a like, comment, share, and subscribe. And check us out at manlyhood.com. <laughs>